Hi, I'm Malcolm Hawker, and this is the CDO Matters Podcast, the show where I dig deep into the strategic insights, best practices, and practical recommendations that modern data leaders need to help their organizations become truly data-driven. Tune in for thought-provoking discussions with data, IT, and business leaders to learn about the CDO matters that are top of mind for today's chief data officers. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, everybody. I am Malcolm Hawker, your host of the CDO Matters podcast. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Mr. Samir Sharma, who is the CEO of DataZoom, a, a data consultancy specializing, uh, but not limited to, but specializing in the area of data strategy. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about data strategy today. Anyway, Samir, nice to see you. Thank you for uh, joining the podcast today. Uh, like My I said, pleasure. Ex- excited to talk about data strategy. But before we get into the, the heavy, meaty stuff, sure. Uh, I know you attended a uh, a conference last week, the big data conference in mm-hmm. London. Would, would love some of your kind of your high level takeaways from from that experience. What are, what are some of the two or three things that, that really kind of stuck with you coming out, sure. of, out of that conference? Sure. Well, Malcolm, firstly, thank you for inviting me on. Thank you. Um, I am privileged, and you know, quite. Uh, this is my second podcast in the last three weeks, and uh, which you know, which is quite cool. So, thank you for having me on. Anyway, my top takeaways uh, of um, Big Data London. One is that we can all be back and see each other in, in the flesh, which is quite an extraordinary thing when you think about what we've had to endure over the last two and a True. half years. Um, the other thing I think that, that I did see is a lot more vendors um, coming up with a lot more tools. And specifically, um, I was having a conversation with somebody on... Friday evening, actually a group of us were out after the conference and um, somebody put a word cloud together. Um, and on that I believe word it was, cloud, a, it was Juan Sequeda. Juan Sequeda, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our world. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. we were out on Friday night and discussing the word cloud that he put together. Um, and actually the, the, the top word on that was build. So interestingly enough, when you, when you walked around a lot of the vendors, seems that everybody's moved into this sort of build phase. Um, but equally, I think, you know, everybody's, and, and, and the interesting thing is there was, there was no one that actually stated mesh in any of their taglines. So that was another thing that Juan uh, picked up, which was quite interesting too. So, so I think, you know, f- for me, I, I'm very tech agnostic when it comes to data and working with clients and, and you know, getting their data strategy up and running. But actually what we are seeing is that our clients experience data strategy, obviously from a, you know, we create it for them. We help them, you know, surface what their use cases are. We put together their, their sort of future operating models. Um, and we, you know, we, we look at things like data architecture and so on, obviously at a conceptual level, but you know, what, do, what, what's the immaturity in our organization? So I think, one of the things that I see as a parallel is people are moving into that build phase, probably trying to get there quicker. Um, and vendors are pushing for use the tools, use the tools, use the tools. But actually, I think still there's a lot of people if you, you know, there was a data strategy stage um, and there was huge, huge queues getting into that stage. So I think it tells you one, a couple of things. One, that, that people are still um, 
struggling to uh, embed um, and even create in some instances their data strategies. And I think the execution is not as easy as people thought it was. And just, high, you know, just, just getting a bit of tech and, and implementing that is probably about 10% of the equation, to be fair. Um, and it will only get you so far. It will, you know, you'll probably get value for a certain amount of time, less than 12 months, perhaps, not even that. Um, but if you don't know what to do with, you know, the actual, uh, the actual data that you, you generate, store, you know, you, 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 you source from external sources, then I think, you know, you, you're still missing out on the point that, that tech is not fundamentally the final, final sort of solution for a data strategy. Um, so I think I think there's that, and I, I think just the proliferation of of a lot more vendors, um, you know, on the floor space was qu you know, quite huge. And things I think that I, I, you know, the other the other thing that I think was the the, the trends that we're seeing are data catalogs, um, data observability. Uh, again, on Juan's uh, list, observability was up there. Um, so I, I I think there's a lot more about how do we how do we build a better ecosystem thinking about lineage? Because as you know, data governance struggles with that. And as you also know, data quality struggles with you know, things like observability and understanding where the, the, the defects are in the process. So I think there's, there's those types of tools that people are, um, are moving towards, which I think, you know, again, in, is a good way because then we can start to automate some of those tricky and difficult things that we couldn't necessarily do um but i think it you know the ecosystem the, the, the industry is still developing and I, I i think we're finding so many things day in day out that will will help in terms of tooling but i i equally i see that we're, we're still seeing a a need for data strategy in the main to really plot out where we're heading and and you know where companies are going in terms of roadmaps uh, and in terms of uh, value uh, generation, uh, you know that 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 word value is always bandied around. But really, how do they get business results? What what is it that they need to latch onto in order to drive, you know, increased acquisition or you know, in increasing revenue, um, optimizing efficiencies and cost savings and so on. So I think, you know, we need to remember that those are the kinds of things that we're all, you know, challenged as data as the data people to do as data practitioners. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because in, in Juan's post about the word cloud, which I yeah. found fascinating, uh, yeah. what he what he highlighted was what he didn't see was a focus on outcome, aka business value, the yes. things you were just talking about, yes. Yes. which is arguably the other ninety percent that isn't technology. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can yeah, get yeah. into people, process, culture, all those other things, but yeah. but 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 the point here really is is that all about vendors, all about capabilities, all about functionality, all about mm -hmm. building. Mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. which for it people like me it's, sounds it's, fun yeah great like, let's uh, let's well, yeah i like to you know, i like to build things let's build some stuff and wow yeah. dazzle everybody yeah. yeah but the the lack of the focus there on on outcomes potentially is slightly problematic but not surprising i mean we've never really been focused on outcomes that much i would argue when i was a gartner analyst it was it was the number one topic of a conversation yes uh, the number yes. one driver of program failures, the number one driver of lack of funding, stakeholder support, on and on. It always traced back to value. But absolutely, I, I am, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I find the build notion a little curious. How much of that do you think potentially is a function in that so many of the technologies or architectural patterns like the mesh and the fabric 
mm-hmm. maybe even data virtualization, maybe some of these other mm-hmm. technologies. How much of that build do you, do you think is a function of the fact that a lot of what's being sold, you can't actually buy? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> me- meaning, yeah. Meaning, me- meaning, hey, let, let's do a mesh. Well, you can't go buy one. No. Even, no. even Zamak would, would, would acknowledge that. Well, and she, she did. Has. And she did acknowledge yeah. that. There, is, there, yeah. isn't, there isn't a specific yeah. tooling. And yeah. I guess that's why she's now in stealth mode and possibly, you know. Well, right, to, to help go solve for that. I, yeah. I, I, would, yeah. I would love to talk to her more yeah. about this, this notion of what she calls an operating system for, mm-hmm. for a mesh, mm-hmm. which I would argue is only kind of a piece of it. Correct. Which, which I think yeah. kind of roughly aligns to perhaps what Gartner would call a data analytics governance platform, but it's the, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this semantic layer plus quality plus integration plus brains plus graph AI ML. Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's the thing that would kind of be the the cockpit, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she's working on, but you can't buy that. No, you can't. Uh, and you and you can't buy a data fabric. No, so the, the no. people who are pushing a fabric narrative uh, out of Gartner, potentially, especially uh, Mark Beyer, who's, who's, who's a friend of mine, a brilliant, brilliant guy, would tell you, you can mm-hmm. buy one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder yeah. how much of the, the, the notion of kind of build is, is very much a function of, hey, look at all this cool stuff you can do, but you can't buy it. So you're going to have to build it. Do you know, I, I, I think that's always been the case, though, hasn't it? True. You yeah. know, we've always been in that in the moment of, um, hey, Let's do a data program. Whoa, okay, let's go get, see what tooling's out there. You know, but not asking the yeah. why question. Why are we doing it? For what reason? Who's going to benefit? You know, the how, right. is, the how is fine, but actually ask those questions up front. And I think, you know, when I look at it, technology is, is, is easier than having to put together a notion of, you know, <laughs> guys scratching heads, what are we going to do here? You know, and so... <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. No, I, I, I literally was saying, I think, you know, this is just another iteration of the whole marketing movement for, for, for tooling. So, you know, and, and it will morph because maybe we had virtualization and then we had node, you know, we had node computing and we had all of these various different terms that we were attempting to implement, SOA and, you know, all of all, all of all, all of those areas which are trying to improve how we work, but simply, if you look back at it, why have we got all of this stuff? Because the systems can't integrate; they're not very good at doing that. You know, we've layered on. You know, corporations have layered on so much on top of it that they never started with a. Let's say they never started with a data-focused view. And when I say data-focused view, I say, okay, we're going to implement a CRM system or are you going to implement an ERP? How do we get our data models sorted before we actually implement these things? And why, you know, why do we need to be forced into adopting a data model, uh, the data model from a software program? You know, so there's those types, you know, so, so build out what I say, what we always say is build out your business data model and then start to layer in what you need to on top of that. But come from a sort of view of the business architecture as opposed to fundamentally, you know, going straight for data architecture and, you know, uh, uh, buying, you know, a, a platform and, and hoping that, you know, it's going to give us some value. So I think all of the, all of those things, and look, you know, we've gone through so many iterations um, from the data warehouse, to the data lake, to the data lake house, now the data mesh, um, centralization to decentralization. And, you know, and it, it's, it's just like, a, you know, someone's constantly going around a, a, a roundabout um, and, you know, 
just coming back to their their own tail um and they keep doing that so it's 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 one it's you know i i do see some principles that are good um you know in in the fabric or the mesh or you know equally i i i think they're just an evolution because of the you know such tools like hadoop which were very difficult to 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 use and you know a lot of people put hadoop is in as a data strategy and you know that that didn't necessarily work so i think we've got to move away from one thing as well you know most people will 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 put together a data strategy but when i've gone in to review the data strategy that somebody has created either with an external company or whatever it's more a technical data strategy mm. and that's the bit which i think is 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 uh, it's not necessarily wrong but they're missing that whole bit which is hey okay you know we can put the plumbing in we can you know get a platform we can do that but actually what are you know what what are the things that the business needs and maybe that's the bit which you domain specific you can you can understand a little bit more about what the domains require um and i also equally think that you know the decentralization and getting governance closer to the lines of business actually is probably a good thing and not having this huge big central team with policies and you know hitting you over the head if you don't do something but actually if we can build in with you know uh the the, the current tooling that there might be available things like observability things like lineage well that's going to help isn't it and then you can put your policies sprinkle those privacy policies but you know as near enough to the business as we can and 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 I think we also need to sort out the age-old problems of ownership and and stuff like that. You know, oy. maybe that's another. <laughs> yeah, that oy. <laughs> well, well, I've 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 made a few videos about this. Stuck a few out on yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, actually, even wrote a research piece at Gartner about right. ownership. I, I think I called it "Who Owns Master Data." Right. Right, and you know, I think it's okay to talk about ownership from the perspective of an individual application. Mm -hmm. But when you start talking about domains that are used everywhere, yeah. it's a really, it's a horrible label. Yeah. Right? Because, because, yeah. because ownership of what? Yes. Right. Like yeah. ownership of, of the creation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe ownership of the governance policies that define the rules around create and updating and reading mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. security archival, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, probably not because a lot yeah. of people are going to have a say in how yes. customer data is retained mm -hmm. or defined mm -hmm. or modeled, particularly at higher levels of the organization. Sure. So yeah, that, the, the, to me, the, the notion of ownership, yeah. I, I know that like if we applied like a Dama, 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 however you want to say it. Model, Dama, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's all yeah. about ownership, but yes. For not all data is created equally, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. the, the, I think mm -hmm. the notion of ownership is is a is a bit misguided. But uh, I, yeah, I drill, yeah. What do you? Well, think? I mean, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Right oh, it's now, a it's a, it, well, it isn't. It isn't right. I think if you, if you talk to kind of people who live and breathe in governance, like the yeah. notion of ownership. Oh, yeah, it's it's critical. Yeah, to define your. Oh, data no, no, no. I'm not saying it's. I, yeah. I, I'm saying there's probably different ways to do it. And I think the other thing is what you know what things like the mesh try attempts to do is to say well actually let's have a data product owner and now right. we've gone down to a level which is a data product owner and therefore you know i, I, I you know and and zamark defines data products as a as a pure data set you know on a node you know and that's what we, what you're basically managing and you're responsible for so um but some people will will actually say a data uh, a data product is more than that 
you know, a data product is the output of an algorithm. A data product could be a, something like a dashboard. A data product, you know, could be a data set. Um, and equally, all of these will have different types of value streams associated with them. So I think we've got to even get down to what, you know, what, what the definition of a data product is, possibly. But if right. you read Zamak's book, it's very much, it's a data set. Um, and it's owned by a, an individual data product in, owner in the domain. And, you know, hence the reason that you go down to the domain-specific level. They're able then to think about more data sharing parameters with others, which I think is a, a, a decent thing. You know, I think we should be. Be data sharing across internal uh, parts of organizations. Um, it's it's clear that other data sets will be useful to, to someone else. And I'm not saying for any moment am I saying that there shouldn't be perhaps a, a very thin veneer of central data governance um, that will uh, you know oversee policies and certain types of procedures, but but it doesn't necessarily need a big machine and, and a massive program that goes on for you know, years and years. Um, so I think, I think we do have to think differently in some ways. And I'm not, I, you know, it might not be the mesh. It might not be fabric. It, it might be, you know, I don't know. It might even go back to the data warehouse. Probably right. not, but, you know, it's, it, it, it's worked. Um, but there are different ways of doing it. And I think, you know, we, we need to, uh, the, the age-old conversation about data modeling now as well has, has popped up its head above the parapet. So, you know, now we're talking about that. So I, I think we need to, um, we certainly need to discuss these things and not saying right. that, that, yeah, that, as you said earlier, there is no way that we can have a, a, a pure mesh right now. Absolutely well, or, not. Or, or maybe we could, right? Like you could have a hyper, hyper federated environment where mm -hmm. individual data products could be truly owned. Like, and, yeah. and meaning I define the policies, I define the models, yes. I define the business rules, I'm the yes. product owner, I define the business case, I, yes. I define how it's packaged, go to market, the training mm -hmm. related mm -hmm. to it. I'm mm -hmm. responsible for the literacy yep. of my data product mm -hmm. and how people are using it. You could do, in theory, yeah, yeah. you you, you do can that. do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 that, but then we're back to, a, a, you know, you're, you're essentially completely breaking the benefits of centralization in any form. And, and I think this is where we have to look at the maturity of an organization, right? Couldn't agree more. I yep. don't think we, 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 we are, you know, many, many organizations out there are not ready for any of this new wave of thinking. They're just not. And you yeah. know that. And I think lots of people know that. So there's, there's definitely an acceptance of, hey, are we mature enough to put a, a mesh or a fabric? Probably not. Maybe if, if we've got lots of tooling and maybe the fabric can be, you know, essentially molded, which I guess is a mesh anyway, you know, but, you know, I'll probably get, I'll probably get thrown out with the bathwater <gasps> of saying that. There's some pearl clutching going on. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah, uh, of yeah. course. And you know what, you know, is it, is a fabric like a mesh? Is a mesh like a fabric? Well, yeah, right. you know, um, tomato. yeah, oh. exactly. So, uh, you know, let, let's not get down to those, the, those levels, but I, I think it's, you know, um, I think it's important for, for organizations to understand that maturity and not jump yeah. on everything that they can really think of implementing, you know, um, from out there in, in, in the tech landscape. Because number one, there's nothing wrong with a hub and spoke model. You know, right. there's nothing wrong with that. And I think maturity comes with, let's phase our way through the types of operating models we want to have. Sometimes actually, if, if it's a greenfield site or if it's, a, you know, a, the, the, there's a difficulty with perhaps a lot of legacy systems, maybe centralization is good to begin with. You know, I don't know. 
and again, you know, if there's no data team, if there's no real, you know, um, I mean, some companies do have, you know, very little, very lack of resources or skills that that can actually help them to build out, um, you know, these kinds of uh, structures. So dependent on maturity, dependent where they are, dependent on the, the types of capabilities and skills, dependent on the operating model, you know, there could be a there, there could be benefits of decentralization completely. So what do you um, recommend? You're, you're, you're at the table with a, a client CDO or maybe a CIO, and you've done a little bit of recon from the perspective of understanding the, the operating model, understanding the existing culture, understanding the existing maturity levels around governance yes. and data management. Yes. And what you find is a gap between yes. where they say they want to go yes. from, from a strategy perspective. Yes. We, we want to be, you know, way, way, we want to drive a Ferrari. Yeah, as yeah, it were, sure. from a strategy perspective, yeah, yeah. but what they've yeah. got yeah. is a broken down Honda mm-hmm. across operating models, across maturity yep. levels. What what do you, what do you recommend there? Do you, do you how do you go from a to you know from from sixty kilometers an hour to yeah? To three? So 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 there is a there is a mechanism by do, uh, of doing that. So you know when we do look, as you've said, you know in the, in the preamble, absolutely, we know where they are, we know what they want to do, where they want to get to, and there's a, a massive gap. So I think when we start to speak to the data teams, we look at the operating models and we look at, and we assess capabilities and skills because that's important. You know, you can't just, you know, just say, right, we're going to start putting data scientists down into the, into the lines of business. That doesn't make sense, right? So there's got to be a certain amount of standardization that you need. Yeah, there's got to be a certain amount of um, proof of value there's that term again, um, that you can start to show stakeholders who are going to invest in this thing long, long term. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that many people forget. Before you go out and start thinking about, you know, centralization versus decentralization or, you know, a factory model or whatever you might want to have, you got to think about, right, okay, we know that there's some, some the, the use cases that are important. Yeah. We know that they're attached um, up to the business strategy and the levers that the CEO needs to to basically work on in order to drive that over, you know, maybe in the in the interim, but really horizon scanning three to five years, um, even longer in some cases. So we want to prove value, and we want to spin up and say this is how we can do it, and we want to show that early benefit to stakeholders. Now, actually, one of the companies we're working with. We have decided not to embed um, uh, a sort of you know centralized team right now. They've got they've got policies, procedures, and so on. They they actually had a uh, uh, well. They're actually, they're still going through the iteration of their uh, data governance program. Um, and we came in after two years when they started to do that. But what we're actually doing is spinning up something called virtual squads for them, and they've got a use case. And they've got capabilities, but those capabilities are in, in particular teams around, uh, around the, the organization. And essentially, we, we, we work around that purpose, which is the use case, delivering that out to a bunch of stakeholders who are actually a part of that squad or commando team or whatever we want to call it. And they come together for a certain period of time. You test the parameters. You test the how that works. And what you're doing is you're testing how you can actually start to, to drive out People coming together, and essentially, they may, we we may at the end of it fix the resource and say, now we need to actually have, you know, a a 
a, a bunch of people that come together around use cases, almost like domain specific. Yeah. But, but essentially we're just testing it. So we want to see if it works and it stands up within the processes that we're going to embed um, the procedures that we're going to, you know, uh, lay out and the ways of working and the engagement frameworks. Because so one of the things we also find is that the, 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 the gaps between business and data and IT teams is normally about engagement. How do we speak to each other? How do we work with each other? How do we start to, to communicate our own set of values in terms of cultural values? And how do we start to then talk about data at a base level and what you know, we need to get and drive out of that and, and why the marketing department is X and they you know, need to drive that out. But again, we pin it up to what the, you know, the, the, the CEO wants to drive out and the C-suite are looking at and the board are, are, are driving out for revenue and so on and so forth. So I think building that and testing it is the first iteration that you need to do. You can't go all in and say, right, we're all now we're, you know, we've got, we're going from zero and we're going to implement a hub and spoke model outright because you still need some stability from a center. And maybe you might start from the central area. Um, and then you need to think about how do we start to, you know, sort of move down to those spokes and start to have the, the dotted line and, and working with those. So I think there's got to be a testing phase, a proofing phase, a real understanding of what, how much agility there is in the organization to move, because we know that they're immature, because we know that they don't know perhaps how these teams come together. And culturally, they're all very different. So how do we aspire to one purpose? How do we move those teams to really embedding certain principles and how do we just talk about business you know in business language and not in technical or data language or you know but actually we're all on on the same page so coming together with a virtual view of it testing that proving it and then saying right it works these are the things these there were some kinks there were things we need to iron out but it, essentially we know it can work and operate and then we can start to to roll that out so i don't think there's a you know even if you're going into an organization where they've got very uh, mature uh, data people who have got all the tools and have got all the, uh, the, the, the access to, to data and so on, it's not always so clear that they've got the, you know, they've got the right perception within the business you know, and, and within the lines of business and communication and how do they set up you know, ways of, 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 of uh, working together, which sounds strange, but still, you know, engagement is, is, is a massive thing. And I think that's the cultural aspect, which everybody raves on about data culture, which I don't fully agree with. I think more so I, you know, there is a cultural fabric which needs to be worked in and operated in. So, uh, you know, to, to, to cut it short, <laughs> I've gone on a bit too long, but <laughs> I, think the, I think it exists on, you know, there are many operating models. There are many ways of testing it, but I think you've got to work through what is the best option at that point in time for that organization you know you've got an area to get to you know you've got the view of the world um and and that future state but you can't jump to it immediately so you need to have phased views of that and sometimes having a centralized or you know like we're doing you know spinning up these virtual squads or or, or literally you know in some cases you know the, the some organizations do have analysts in their lines of business who are not really aligned to the data folks. So I, maybe it's just getting standards and, you know, making sure that they understand what, what's possible and what's not and how to onboard data and, you know, how to, to integrate it into their, into their tooling and so on, and then start to maybe work backwards to say, how do we need to start to embed the right principles? So there's, there's different, just different ways of doing it. 
there's never one one way of 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 operating with a company which every you know i'm sure you've seen that oh indeed um so a lot to unpack there yes <laughs> uh, and 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 i want to i want to circle back to the culture right discussion because because i yes. think that's i think that's important but there's a few yes. things that i just want to tie off on that that I, I really love by the way one um it's refreshing to hear a strategy consultant talk about implementation mm-hmm. uh i i in my personal experience i I've, I've had a lot of frustration with okay here's your strategy bye yes yes yeah <laughs> right there's good history luck. behind that as well right. i'll good, tell you that good, in a good minute. luck with the implementation <laughs> yeah, no, you no, know no. um no. where it is one type of of consultancy to do the strategy that yeah. is you know generally runs from five to seven hundred an hour ish yeah. and yeah. another type of consultancy to actually start putting shovels in the ground which yes. generally costs a little bit less than that um and and it's refreshing to hear a a, a business model from a, mm-hmm. from a data strategy perspective that mm-hmm. is, is traversing both worlds. So yes. that, that that to me is refreshing and and and, and comforting. That's one thing that, mm-hmm. that that I heard you say. Another yep. thing is I, I, I'm just paraphrasing here, but is really kind of be agile, be pragmatic. I, I, I think I, I heard I heard yeah. pragmatism for sure. I, yeah, and you know I will always talk about pragmatism because. I don't, uh, you know, sometimes I will advocate for being agile, but I think there's another thing, there's another word that I use, which is probably the, the word agility. Right. Have agility, have flexibility in the way that you operate. Test things, learn, and then be able to move in a nimble fashion. Don't be yeah. wedded to a particular process for, you know, for years and then realize that it doesn't work because then you've just wasted so much money. You've come to a conclusion that you could have come to way earlier and the CEO is looking, you know, or whoever it is that your sponsor is, is looking at you and saying, how much money have you, you know, costed me now? So that's, that's a, that's a tough, um, it's a tough gig. So a agile versus little a agile yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or agility, because yeah, I, I, let's not be confused here that if, if I say agile, I mean like big a, okay. where you've got to all of a sudden, everything, everything is expressed in user stories. Yes. And you have sprint yes. meetings and yes, you have, yeah. you, you know, you, you yeah. have, um, more boards than one can imagine. And, yeah. Yeah. Ex- yeah. E- e- yes, uh, exactly. I mean, you know. That may be a part of it, maybe yeah. to a certain degree, yeah. but, but I think that's a better way to express it. Agility, pragmatism yes. and, and, and agility and respond, yes. learn, respond, adapt. Yes. Yes. Right? So, yes. so, so I, I, I certainly heard that. Um, I, I heard about making incremental process, right. Yes. Which ties back to agility. Don't, yes. don't, don't try to boil the ocean. Don't go for anything. Yep. What I heard you say is focus on specific use cases, yep. right? move the needle from a use case perspective. Yep. So getting to the notion of culture, mm. um, you, you said you're, you're not a big believer in that. I, I want to drill down a little so, bit because what I think I, I'm hearing mm-hmm, you say mm-hmm. is that culture can be molded mm-hmm. and adapted through results. Is uh, that what yeah. I'm hearing you say? Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things. Uh, you know, most organizations have a, culture have a culture they have a set of values they they right. operate within a particular context yeah they 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 have a particular set of ways of working yeah they 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 will often have you know we're collaborative we're, we're cooperative or you know we we, we have a set of values etc um so we already have that fabric that exists and we, on on each of those cues on each of those those levels we have lines of business and you know, one of the lines of business is data. Let's let's just say that you know that's true, right? That you know it could be 
in some cases it could be a shared service it could be a you know particular just just another line of business profit center it could be you know a cost center in some cases so anyway it's a, it's a line of business right so we and that line of business works within the cultural context and i think what's happened over time is through several new fads that have occurred over the years things like data democratization um and you know the elements of some of the early ideas around big data and 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 decentralization as well in some cases is that people have been pushed have been given stuff without really being told why yeah so here's your data yeah and and so that's it right democratize it democratize your data right, i mean bi was all yeah. about that right democratize it give everybody you know you're, everybody's you're going to be, tableau yeah. yeah exactly and then what they do is they they look at it and they you know build something because they've, they've maybe gone to one or two sessions, but do they need to? And then they download in Excel and they're comfortable back in Excel. Okay. So, I, I mean, that was, in my view, that's why we've now got this big issue of data literacy, right? Because the tool sets have created that, the democratization has created that. A lot of the, the, uh, the, the push in the industry has been to you know, talk about visualization as if, you know, you switch it on and I literally can start building charts. Well, you know, it's not always the case. Yeah. And not everybody needs to do that. So I think, I think those have attributed to this issue and this idea of data culture. So I, I think, you know, as, as, as the line of business, just like all other lines of business, they have a, uh, they are enabled to do certain things for the organization and therefore, it's it's incumbent on the data professionals, practitioners, you know, and the teams to work with everybody, you know, to to work with the business, uh, the other lines of business. What do they want? They have to learn, work with the IT because that's another line of business that they have to cooperate with. So everybody in the organization needs to cooperate with each other. This is how organizations are designed. You know, there is an organizational underpinning. There's an organizational psychology that is actually the way that the, these these um, lines of business and, and, and their sort of ecosystem, they work together. They live and breathe. Yeah. So my view about culture is really there is one. We don't need to disrupt it. What we need to do is get better at engaging with each other. We need to set a foundation of, uh, of ways of working that will um, use business language, you know, and be able to talk to somebody in the outcomes that they are looking for rather than saying, you know, um, presenting, for example, a the output of an algorithm in in you know in a very raw format, talking about out, outliers and this and that, you know, and 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 specifically going into you know how they trained it. Does a business person really want to hear that? No, the business person wants to know what is the decision I'm going to make, you know, with this output, and can and can you tell me that, and can I then take the action that I need to in order to drive my marketing campaign for more acquisition or you know re-engineering my processes because i need to to do that and you know get more more efficient in that so i think that is one part of it and i think also as data people you know we're not really good at looking at process and i say that because i've seen it in so many conditions where 
if you look at a set of use cases and I'm, you know, walking into an organization where they say, right, we need to deliver these things. And, and you've got this wonderful documentation laid out, not all the time, but you, you know, if you have sort of documentation laid out, then, you know, the first question I ask is, okay, you want to do this, but what's the underpinning business process that drives this? And then when that question's put out on the table, everybody kind of looks at each other and says, well, that's the business concern. Well, no, it's not actually, right. you know? So I think that's the bit which we need to get better at. And therefore, is it the illiterate part of that data? No, I think it's really just, you know, getting people involved with each other, learning more about, you know, the principles that we work through. And, you know, the, the, the reasons I, I'm very passionate about this because I've seen people shouting each other in meetings because they're not speaking on the same sort of wavelength and just bringing it down to look, what is it you want to do? Why do you want to do it? You know, who do you want to do it for? And then being able to say, right, and, and, you know, finally, when we get to the solution, this is how we're going to do it. I don't need to know technical components, you know, I don't, but, but really I need to understand at every point where I'm going to be needed, how I'm going to be testing that, what I need to learn about the output. Maybe you're going to test it and say, this doesn't work as a hypothesis, but, you know, I think there's, you know, ways of working in, you know, what we did was to build something called the data strategy canvas, which actually helps to have that conversation with each other. Um, you know, both from, and I just talk about the triangle of, you know, the, the sort of IT data and, and business teams. And it's just a, a meaningful conversation focused around business objectives rather than it being, you know, around technical objectives. Well, and this sounds mostly for, for a data team or an IT team, this sounds more like a listening exercise than a training exercise. Yes. Uh, and where I'm kind of going with this is, is this notion of, of literacy. And yeah. I really dislike that term. Yes, yes, um, same here. And I, I saw you wince at one moment, at, a, yeah, at, at one it's, point. It's, 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 the, it's the literacy term, right? Yeah. Be, because what we're, what we're building here, this is not rocket science. No. Right? No. So, I'm sorry, data folks, it's, it's just yeah. not. We are yeah. trying to provide data or systems or processes or tools that help fuel better decision-making and yes. provide insights that can reduce yes. supplier costs or increase customer yes. experience. Correct. And, you know, we're not building rockets. So if no. you're listening and you're, you, you <laughs> are able to translate what you're hearing into actionable, valuable solutions, mm -hmm. then the literacy required should be marginal. Right? Yes, I agree. Be. You know, there, there, there should be like some instruction booklet. Sure. Yeah. You could have yeah. a, 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 maybe some glossaries or some other mm -hmm. things. But mm -hmm. if we have to embark, I'm, I'm getting a little philosophical here, but if we have to embark literally on a, on a program, which for some companies could be a multi-million dollar program yeah. of this, this top down, I'm going to make you more data literate mm -hmm. initiative, then I mm -hmm. think something else must be broken. I think so. I, I think so. And I think okay. it's, you know, I think you're right. Let, let's. Yay, let, I'm let, right. <laughs> I think you're right. There, there are there are many things broken, um, right. and again, you know, it, it does go back to how we work with each other. And and you're right around the philosophical questions that you're asking. You know, I I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I think we've got to be pragmatic now. We've got yeah. to sort of say, hey guys, look, you know, this has gone on long enough, and is the well going to dry up? Is is the sponsor or the CEO going to say enough is enough? And we've been there before, you know, so um, and, and so I think we've got to really think about how much we 
drive out capability wise, but equally, you know, as we talked about before, driving those outcomes, driving those results, you know, whether it, whether we can attribute, you know, to the uh, overall objectives of maybe improving revenue by 5%. I mean, one of, one of our clients, when we started to work uh, with them, they, they were, they, they gave us a, an overall view of what they needed to do, double margin in, in 10 years, in, increase revenues by 5% in, in, in six years, um, an American client. And, um, and there's certain things about culture, which they hadn't got right yet. And, and I think it was more about DEI and, you know, diversity and so on. But when we started talking to them, we said, look, you know, one of the things that we really like to do is to, to break your business down into its business data model. And, and that actually really got them interested and it got the business people interested. It got the lines of business really interested because they said, you know, that's interesting. No one's ever sort of come at it like that. And, you know, I'm not saying we're the only people who do that. There's lots of people who do it. So what I'm saying it though, is that they had been through so many iterations, so many consultancies had come in and built stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, delivered it um, and it wasn't being used. But it was really going back to the fundamentals, right? How do we build out your your? How do we how do we cater for your business? It's the context that it's working in, the environment, the marketplace, you know, the political sphere, the regulatory aspect, and so on. How do we start to get all of that stuff included? So we're building your business data model, uh, you know, as things as a foundation, but as things move, as markets change as political regulation, you know, is enforced, how do we then have that agility? And again, it's about that, you know, so, so, and, and then it's, it, it, you can have those conversations at a lower level around, you know, the data product and the owner and the business process owner, and is the business process owner, you know, the person that actually does, you know, for, you know, along that business process end to end own that and the data in it, you know, there's lots of different conversations that you can have. So I think it's important for us to think about that, to design a business that is going to operate within the context of data. So we're architecting the business with data, which is the way I think is uh, perhaps a a better way to say it instead of talking data models, you know, but anyway. In my experience, anytime you ask the business to fundamentally change, whether Mm. that is culture, whether that's technology, whether that's process, if you as a data leader are asking to do that, uh, you have increased your risk tenfold in your ability to actually drive value versus what I heard you say, which is kind of deal with the, you know, play with the cards that you've been dealt to a certain degree, right. And, and, and make incremental changes, do what you can within the environment that you've been given, do what you can with the technology, maybe even processes, existing governance rules and make slow incremental changes. I I, I love it. So we went from at the beginning of the conversation to talk about kind of technology leading mm-hmm. and technology mm-hmm. driving to, yeah. to now to this, to this, to more of a perspective of the outcomes driving what you're trying to achieve driving and making incremental process from where you are to where you want to be. I love it. Samir yep. Sharma, this has been a fantastic conversation. I know <laughs> we can keep going for hours. I know we could. I know. I know. And, and, and we need to absolutely positively meet at a conference someday, uh, sometime in the future, yeah, uh, preferably over, uh, over a pint. Uh, we do want to note you are the host of the Data Strategy Show. So yes, I am. certainly yes. check out Samir's uh, podcast. On, Thank on you. Broadcast yep, provider yep, of choice, yep. and I know that there will be a fantastic episode upcoming uh, that that is hosting uh, that is featuring yours truly here. Yes, but, uh, yes, uh, there will uh, be. 
Yeah. Fantastic. Of course it will be. Yes. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, but again, Samir, thank you so much for your That's time. I really appreciated it. Thank and you. Thank you for everybody tuning in today to CDO Matters and look for another episode shortly. Thanks again. Thanks, Malcolm. Bye-bye.